Welcome to this Perceptive Readers Podcast. Hi, I'm James Lynch. Greetings, Perceptive Readers. This is James Lynch. Today, I'm actually adjusting what I had planned for the Perceptive Readers this week due to, once again, the application of what many people are experiencing today. Here is what I mean. You hear me emphasize that, yes, uh, we can use public declaration. We express our rights and things of that nature. And it is supposed to always be uh, to the best of our ability, you see, in a respectful or dignified manner so that the person can clearly understand what you are saying. Now, I've often, you know, used uh, the good book to express that, which I'm sure you perceptive readers really appreciate. But today I'm going to share some information with you uh, that will show that even further, because I want to make a point. And the first point is this information you may want to actually download to your phone and share it with as many people as, uh, you know, you know, or even people you don't know because it may help them. Remember, in any type of court case, even, even though persons sometimes go and get lawyers, why do they pay the lawyers? Because the lawyers actually know this very information that I'm going to share with you today. See, this information is coming from the rotunda of the National Archives Building in Washington, D.C. The National Archives Building is now back open, just in case you didn't know. It was open as of August 16, 2021, and you can actually visit the visit from 10 a.m. to 5.30 p.m., in this building, why is it important? Because it actually has the founding documents um, and like the charters for freedom. Uh, notice this, they have the Declaration of Independence and something that you heard me mention recently in one of my posts happens to be the Bill of Rights. What do the Bill of Rights do? Well, the Bill of Rights actually protect your freedom of speech your press, religion, and assembly. There are other freedoms uh, wrapped up in that as well, or rights wrapped up in there as well. So with that being said, if you happen to already be, you know, looking into different matters, dealing with court cases, or how to respond to certain questions at times, well, hey, uh, you may not have to get a lawyer yet, and even if you already have a lawyer, you can always ask the lawyer about this. As you know, this is just information for you to have, but again, you have to use your own thinking ability, and according to your own situation or circumstances that you're facing at the time, uh, how you're going to apply this. Because I want to also emphasize that there's been people expressing themselves in certain ways that I, that I say, you know, you have the choice to express yourself in this way, but guess what? You don't even have to go that far. What am I talking about? Well, here lately, people have uh, been saying, according to certain types of uh, strong 
strong persuasion, some people may even say coercion, to actually do certain things that um, uh, they don't want to do that can affect their bodies and minds um, in a variety of ways, even in a detrimental way. You see, we're talking about even medications, etc. That all deals with the conscience and the health of our body and mind, you see. And so, uh, when somebody tries to coerce or force you to do something in that way, what do you say? Well, let me ask you this. What if you have a child, which you know this has happened many times, oh, many times, where you have a child that has lunch money and a, another child walks up to them on the playground or what have you and says, Give me your lunch money. Now, what are the first words that come out of that child's mouth? No, right? Yes, no. There you go. With that, see, the child does, is not disobeying what that bully is saying, is it? No, the bully has no right at all. It doesn't matter if the bully is older than the person. It doesn't matter if the bully is the uh, so-called class captain because of, you know, using all his persuasion or coercion uh, to get that position. The point is that child's lunch money is for his welfare, for his health, for his nourishment, you see. And so if a bully walks up to the child and say, you give me your lunch money. The child doesn't have to go into these long expressions saying that, you know, I am non-compliant. I am, and I'm not saying you, you know, you can use, you can use these words. You say what you want to say, but you won't hear a child. And I, I know you're probably saying, oh, the child don't even know the use of terms, but see, just deal with me in this parable. Okay. This earthly parable. So the child, just says no, because saying anything else about I'm, I'm non-compliant or saying anything else about I'm disobeying you or what have you, you know what? You got to have a lawful request. You see what I'm saying? You got to have an authority, you see, <laughs> in order to actually be disobedient to something or request that a person doesn't have a right to ask you for in the first place. Do you understand what I'm saying? So the words no, the good books makes clear again that, you know, you just let your yes mean yes and your no mean no. You don't even have to go into long explanations. You see, at times that's why you're saying it when this is certainly within your God given right you see, uh, to make these decisions for yourself. And if someone who doesn't have the authority or rights, because we know we can't override anything that God has given somebody, we just can't do it. God hasn't given us that. You know, we talked about prayers. We talked about conscience, uh, things of that nature, according to his will, of course. But really emphasizing that you are not being disobedient Obedient, you see, especially when it's very clear that this falls into a very disputable matter 
that even a good book talks about. And these are the things, again, as to why it is emphasized in the book of Romans to, you know, do things a certain way and leave certain things alone because it is not worth, you know, getting into debates and commands and trampling on somebody's conscience. So you see what I'm saying? That could end up causing them to lose faith as well, you see. And it's not because of any bad actions they're doing, but it's actually because of someone overstepping their authority, which they're not supposed to do according to God. And so you can actually say, I'm obeying God as ruler rather than men. And this is one right and one authority for my conscience and my body. I am not giving up or yielding to you because I don't have to and I and I'm not wrong. So like I said, it's nothing to do with being disobedient or non-compliant. The the ruling is not one that like I said hasn't has any weight to it anyway. All right. Now I've expressed this uh uh right here uh, as an introduction, and I want you to know, like I said, going into these Declaration of Independence, a uh, transcription, I'm reading this to you from the Congress of July 4th, 1776, so you can see the uh, experience. See, remember, when history is taught accurately, then you know, once again, how to gather wisdom from it. And you can actually have hope today and for the future, because, you know, I may not have experienced all of these things, but what I have experienced, uh, placing it also with the times of the day of other persons who, you know, have experienced these things and even more, it gives me a well-rounded view, if you will, a wisdom and to actually application, you know, for application of saving and preserving my rights, um, my safety and my protection, you see, and also for your family and loved ones and your neighbors, you see. So no more of the uh, introductory here because I went on for 10 minutes. And I want you to know that this is from the Declaration of Independence, a transcription. I will not be making any further uh, excerpts or comments or anything of that nature. I'm just going to read this and then I'm going to end this podcast. As I said before, save it, download it, share it, and you can reference these points uh, if you're preparing for something, a court case, or uh, even helping out your lawyer if you have one. All right. The unanimous declaration of the 13 United States of America. When in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another and to assume among the powers of the earth. The separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitled them 
A decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. That whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and to institute new government laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to effect their safety and happiness. Excuse me, I'm actually uh, making the screen larger so that I can uh, see more clearly. I'm trying to pick up uh, where I left off. Prudence. Prudence, indeed, will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes, and accordingly, all experience have sown that mankind are more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations pursuing invariably the same object invinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right, it is their duty, to throw off such government, and to provide new guards for their future security. Such has been the patient sufferance of these colonies, and such is now the necessity which constrains them to alter their former systems of government. The history of the present king of Great Britain is a history of repeated injuries and usurpations, all having in direct object the establishment of an absolute tyranny over these states. To prove this, let facts be submitted to a candid world. He has refused to assent to laws the most wholesome and necessary for the public good. He has forbidden his governors to pass laws of immediate and pressing importance unless suspended in their operation till his assent should be obtained. And when so suspended, he has utterly neglected to attend to them. He has refused to pass other laws for the accommodation of large districts of people unless those people would relinquish the right of representation in the legislature a right inestimable to them and formidable to tyrants only. He has called together legislative bodies at places unusual, uncomfortable, and distant from the depository of their public records for the sole purpose of fatiguing them into compliance with his measures. 
He has dissolved representative houses repeatedly for opposing with many firmness his invasions on the rights of the people. He has refused for a long time after such dissolutions to cause others to be elected whereby the legislative powers incapable of annihilation have returned to the people at large for their exercise, the state remaining in the meantime exposed to all the dangers of invasion from without and convulsions within. He has endeavored to prevent the population of these states for that purpose obstructing the laws for naturalization of foreigners, refusing to pass others to encourage their migration hither, and raising the conditions of new appropriations of lands. He has obstructed the um, administration of justice by refusing his assent to laws for establishing judiciary powers. He has made judges dependent on his will alone for the tenure of their offices and the amount and payment of their salaries. He has erected a multitude of new offices and sent hither swarms of officers to harass our people and eat out their substance. He has kept among us in times of peace, standing armies without the consent of our legislatures. He has affected to render the military independent of and superior to the civil power. He has combined with others to subject us to a jurisdiction foreign to our constitution and unacknowledged by our laws, giving his assent to their acts of pretended legislation. For quartering large bodies of armed troops among us. For protecting them by a mock trial from punishment for any murderers which they should commit on the inhabitants of these states, for cutting off our trade with all parts of the world, for imposing taxes on us without our consent, for depriving us in many cases of the benefits of trial by jury, for transporting us beyond seas to be tried for pretended offenses, for abolishing the free system of English laws in a neighboring province, establishing therein an arbitrary government and enlarging its boundaries so as to render it at once an example and fit instrument for introducing the same absolute rule into these colonies, for taking away our charters, abolishing our most valuable laws, and altering fundamentally the forms of our governments, for suspending our own legislatures, and declaring themselves invested with power to legislate for us in all cases whatsoever. He has abdicated government here by declaring us out of his protection and waging war against us. He has plundered our seas, ravaged our coasts, burnt our towns, and destroyed the lives of our people. He is at this time transporting large armies of foreign mercenaries to complete the works of death, desolation, and tyranny already begun with circumstances of cruelty and perfidy, scarcely, yes, scarcely, paralleled in the most barbarous ages and totally unworthy the head of a civilized nation. He has constrained our fellow citizens 
taken captive on the high seas to bear arms against their country, to become the executioners of their friends and brethren, or to fall themselves by their hands. He has excited domestic insurrection, insurrections among us and has endeavored to bring on the inhabitants of our frontiers. The merciless Indian savages, whose known rule of warfare is an undistinguished destruction of all ages, sexes, and conditions. In every stage of these oppressions, we have petitioned for redress in the most humble terms. Our repeated petitions have been answered only by repeated injury. A prince whose character is thus marked by every act which may define a tyrant is unfit to be the ruler of a free people. Nor have we been wanting in attentions to our British brethren. We have warned them from time to time of attempts by their legislature to extend an unwarrantable jurisdiction over us. We have reminded them of the circumstances of our immigration and settlement here. We have appealed to their native justice and magnanimity, and we have conjured them by the ties of our common kindred to disavow these usurpations, which would inevitably interrupt our connections and correspondence. They too have been deaf to the voice of justice and of consanguinity. It spells C-O-N-S-A-N-G-U-I-N-I-T-Y. I will have to look that word up myself. We must therefore acquiesce in the necessity which denounces our separation and hold them as we hold the rest of mankind, enemies in war, in peace, friends. We, therefore, the representatives of the United States of America and General Congress assembled appealing to the Supreme Judge of the world for the rectitude of our intentions. And do, in the name and by authority of the good people of these colonies, solemnly publish and declare that these united colonies are, and of right, ought to be free and independent states, and they are absolved from all allegiance to the British crown, and that all political connection between them and the state of Great Britain is and ought to be totally dissolved, and that as free and independent states, they have full power to levy war, conclude peace, contract allowances, establish commerce, and to do all other acts and things which independent states may of right do. And for the support of this declaration, with a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. And this concludes the Bill of Rights. I mean, not the Bill of Rights, but the Declaration of Independence transcript that is from the Rotunda at the National Archives Museum. And again, this information, uh, many schools over the years uh, have taught this, and even if they didn't teach this, this was placed uh, as required reading in history books and uh, 
government or civics classes and things of that nature. From what I understand, certain things have changed, but at least from the old school, you know, that expression, these are actually documents that persons at least got the view once. Or should I say transcript, not the original, but at least copies or the words or whether it was written on a chalkboard by a teacher. These, the Declaration of Independence and the Bill of Rights were talked about, they were taught, and it was used again as a citizen uh, to make the person aware, these are your rights. And if even you go to court, these are some of the uh, statements, especially that's why I said the Bill of Rights, if you go there, uh, you can read those. You know that what not only the land that you live in, if you're in the North American continent, what rights you have, but you also realize from the good book period anyway, there are God-given conscience and, you know, and rights that he gave to his persons. And again, if you choose to exercise them in certain ways or even to waver, give them away in some other way, that is your choice. That is the whole point. That is your choice. So thank you for being here on the Perceptive Readers. I hope this helps. You have a wonderful day. You have just listened to the Perceptive Readers podcast. Remember, until next time, if you read something that encourages you to improve or enhance your life for the better, it becomes your reality.